Try to finish the this Torah that began in Eretz Chayfetz and it's a Torah from Eretz Atchia. We've been learning with Rav Avinir's Perush. The subject is Leumius, Kedusha of nationalism when it's coming from the Makar of Kedusha and the terrible danger of nationalism when it's separated from Kedusha. And last week we were learning the note of Tzaddik and Rav Kook and their vision, their understanding of of Aliyah Sadars, of the ascent of generations as we move towards Mashiach. While individually there are greater challenges now than ever before, but collectively Am Yisrael is marching towards Mashiach. And as part of that, Rav Kook had said that at the end of time there are neshamas chadoshes, there are new souls that are at the forefront of this march, that are leading the march towards Mashiach. There are neshamas chadoshes. These new neshamas. Let's just take a little bit of a look at 1136. Some of you still have the pages. No? There's less of a chance every every week. I know that. Why is it that girls have and the guys don't? <laughs> it's a question I've had for many, many years. Yeah. Some guys. Yeah. The singing of the new Nishamas at the end of time. Which seems to it seems to contradict <coughs> what the Ariya Kodesh already said, and we spoke about this, that the Neshamas are no longer the Neshamas. Chadoshes, they've been in the world already many times. We've all been here before. It's not the first time that we've been in the world. But B'yachas Leifaz and Neshamas Chadoshes B'dayas Achim, it's a very big Indian in Kabbalah. I'm not going to go into that. Just to touch upon it, and even just a little bit of this note. <coughs> Who are these Neshamas Chadoshes that Rav Kook seems to be talking about? Many would say that these Neshamas Chadoshes that are fighting so hard for Eretz Yisrael and so on, many would say that these Bechlal are not. They don't look like Jews at all. They don't look like Jews. They don't conduct themselves like Jews. So Rabbi 
We were talking about this in the Chaburiz Yosef Atzalik Shiurim, the Inyan of Tohu, the Karchas of Tohu, the Neshamas of Tohu at the end of time. This, these are Neshamas of tremendous, tremendous energy. L'toy v'lamutav. L'toy v'lamutav means for good and for bad. Very extreme. During the years of Golas, we didn't see. There were occasional individuals, again, as I mentioned last week, usually the children of great tzaddikim, that were either extremely, extremely great or extremely terrible. Terrible. But for the most part, the average Jew, the average Jew went in a certain way, I don't know about what was then with the ADHD and ADD and depression and anxiety and all the other machlas that they now have, the average Jews seem to have been generally, uh, it's impossible to know, looking back, but for the most part, there were no great highs and there were no great lows. People, for the most part, just lived in a certain in a certain mahalach. There wasn't a great drama as far as the neshamas were concerned, with the exception of tzaddikim. And the, and the children, the families of tzaddikim. But the average, typical Jew. My father told me that when he was growing up in Europe, that the same Jews came to the same minion every single day of the, their lives. Shachas, min chamar. And that's how they lived. It wasn't disappearing for six months. Or, you know, Elias and Yeridas, and then going off and coming back. And it was a, that's, people lived. That's how Jews lived for the most part. It was a steady course, which has, of course, its advantages. It doesn't doesn't work well for therapists and so on. I mean, the, the panosa is made from the uh, neshamas chadoshes. Therapists make big, big panosa from the neshamas of the Torah and the neshamas chadoshes. And those are from, only from the Jews that admit that they need help. The ones that no, that's. Uh, <coughs> but at the end of time, there are neshamas chadoshes. Very powerful, powerful neshamas. That throughout history they were here and there, but now there's multitudes of neshamas chadoshes. Karchus shel kedusha v'sheir shemaim ofim atu begvonim chadoshim. Rav Kook writes about this in many places that the karchus of kedusha and yerushalayim are now appearing in different colors, in different, in different ways. Kvisha Kaisa Harav, as Rav Kook writes, the Tchia. is Moitzehi bekirba pnima as uzo chayda. Thank you. When Knesset herself is coming back to life, there's the hisiris of tchia. She finds within herself uzo chayda, great strength and great covet. The lav davkei they keep mitzvahs, whereas the sole expression of Yiddishkeit in the past was Yiddishkeit, and if a Jew was living as a Jew, he kept Tarimitzvahs. That was the way that he expressed his Yiddishkeit, through the observance of Tarimitzvahs. If you were a Jew, you put on film, you kept Shabbos, and so on. If you were a Jew that wanted to stay connected to Judaism, that was the way to stay connected to Judaism. 
There were no other ways to be a Jew. There was a, only one way to be a Jew. The one way to be a Jew was Tarimitsis. But what we see at the end of time is that there are many, many, many Jews who have powerful feelings of connection to the Jewish nation, to the Jewish people, and there to Israel, who are not keeping mitzvahs, who are not observant. Now this, of course, is very dangerous because it gives the impression that there, there are alternative ways to being Jewish. And this is one of the main reasons for the tremendous Isnagdus, the secular Zionism. And in many circles, even to Orthodox Zionism, to religious Zionism. To give the impression, Kilo, I could be a Jew by loving Yisrael. I could be a Jew by, by being connected to, uh, to, uh, to Jewish movements other than Torah mitzvahs is obviously very, very, very dangerous and very destructive. And there has been tremendous suffering as a result and loss of Jews as a result of that misconception that there's such a thing as, as being Jewish without Yiddishkeit. Over Chalzos, what we see, Rav Cook wrote about this already back then, at the beginning of the 20th century, when things were sort of unraveling in the communities and the, everything was with the Bundes and the Socialists and the Zionists and the Communists and the Jews, every home there was falling apart. At least where he came from in that area and in most, most places where Jews were living, was falling apart. And Jews were finding alternative ways to express their Yiddishkeit. The whole, the whole, all the Yiddish system, the Hebrew literature, Yiddish literature, and Yiddish poetry, and all these people that writers and and and, and musicians and so on that have left abandoned Torahs. Love Davka they came mitzvahs, alai they tnuos tivios habos they bitui bigvur b'mesivus nefesh alharos. So there came about more and more of these groups of Jews who were not connected anymore to Torah Mitzvahs, but had this natural, deep connection to Eretz Yisrael. Soon it's going to be the Israel Day Parade. I'm not sure when it is. In a week or two, unless it's usually around now. Huh? Sometime around now. So soon there's going to be the parade. There, there, there are Jews, Orthodox Jews, that have huge hakpadis. If you don't participate in that, it doesn't bother them if you miss mincha. But if you don't show up, <laughs> if you don't show up to the parade, it's like you're Aisid, like you're not a Jew anymore. God forbid that they, that this became their their banner of Judaism, their way of expressing uh, their their Judaism. They can be makel all kinds of kulis and terimisus, their ices, their abundance. Can be walking with his girlfriend down Fifth Avenue at the parade, holding her hand. He's Ivan. It's a karis. And on the other hand, he's holding a flag and waving a flag. He's holding his girlfriend's hand. And he thinks he's a better Jew than, the, than, the, than some, some you know, little kanoi in Yushalayim that's, that's hollering about uh, Shabbos or something, whatever. Whatever's bothering him that day, I don't know. <laughs> if he's upset about He thinks he's a better Jew. <clears throat> he thinks he's a better Jew. I remember that... that when I was in high school, we had, there was one Rebbe we had that was a, a, he was a very, very, very special person. We all loved him very much. He, he actually spoke to us with derecheres and with love. He was a, he was a Stalin Chassid. 
and but he wore a suit. He was a Yerushalmi. Later in life, he would put strime on everything, but he he was a Yerushalmi. Came from a very chashev astolner family, and he was uh, teaching. He taught us in, in Hebrew in Lashon Kodesh, and um, and he was very, very, very much uh, a tzioni. This chassan was very much. I remember him, he put up a picture of Rav Cook in the classroom, talking about almost fifty years ago. He was a big tzioni, very big Zionist. And then so once I remember that he was talking about the Rebbe. And there was a bocha there that started to, you know, speak against against um, satma, like you know how the satma this and the satma that, and this rebbe went went crazy. He said, and he was always so even tempered, sweet. He said, "How dare those are Jews that are medactic and terrible mitzvahs?" So the guys were very upset because we thought he's going to like love that anti satma, you know, talk, because here he is, he's like a big tzioni. And we thought he was going to be so thrilled that, like, we, you know, we're also like, we, we, you know, we all we hate Satma, you know, <laughs> just like him. And he went, he went crazy. He said, he says, "What are you talking about? The Satma of Kaddish Tzaddik and Chassidim, they have that Mahalach, they have the Mahalach. But how could you compare them to people who are not even Shemem The Mahal is Shabbos for them." And he went, you know, it was hard for us to understand at the time. We thought there's a Shita. And we thought that, like, you know, what we saw in our shuls growing up, that people were not particularly careful for their But when it came to the parade, that was like, the, that was the highlight of the year. It wasn't Hoshana Rabbah, they could miss, you know what I'm saying? It was like, uh, Hanukkah, 10 seconds, Hanukkah, and, uh, but when it came to the parade, it was like, you know, and if you didn't say Halal Niamat Sumut, you're like, you were, you were in Jewish. So, th- this Indian of, of, a powerful, powerful connection to the land and to Amisal and to the people while abandoning to a large extent Teremitsis, which which in in those years of Rav Kook was Mamish leaving Teremitsis and nowadays it's more just a, not, not being so involved in Teremitsis like we see in a lot of the modern Orthodox uh, communities that they, the Yiddish kind is not particularly strong but when it comes to Israel, 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 everything is Israel. So <clears throat> Rav Kook, as always, saw in, even in this tremendous kedusha. He saw this, and he saw tremendous kedusha in this. And it wasn't in his way of thinking; it wasn't to be discounted. It was a pesach. It was an opening to bring these Jews back as well. And there was still a fire that's burning in them. We we already missed these kind of chaver. The, the, the new chaver that are coming up of American Jews that are not Orthodox. They're not shakas Israel either. They're not interested in Israel either. They never heard even of, uh, of Yomat Samut. Forget about that. They never heard of Sukkot. Never heard of. They never heard of Yomat Samut either. So Chlal no And I think back in those years, fifty years ago, when, when you had all these these fabrenta, you know, Zionists. But okay, but they had this fire for for Am Yisrael and for Eretz Yisrael. They were idealistic and you know and so on. But of course, saw in this kedusha. Of course, many others saw in this. Terrible, terrible, terrible tumor, which there is a tumor on the surface, and a terrible danger in all of this of replacing, of substituting Yiddishkeit with something else. And we've lost many Jews to, to this city. Well, Chalza, Cook has always felt that if we stay focused on the Kedusha and we try to work with these Jews and we don't throw them away, we don't push them away, Adarab, we make care of them and we love them and we work with them and we, they're already on fire with Am Yisrael, they're on fire with Eretz Yisrael. So then, 
and not only that, but Rav Kook saw in their idealism, as he learned in the Maim Hador, he saw something very, very great in their idealism. He wasn't talking about people that should go to a parade once a year. Some of the people who are fighting, you know, like, you know, people are most nefesh. It's not serious nefesh to go Sunday to, to Manhattan. But people are mamish most nefesh for Israel. Well, most nefesh were fighting and going there, leaving their homes and going in, into swamps. And what he saw, building and building and 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 mamish being most nefesh for Israel. That was the tzionis that that Rav Kook saw, not the. And there's still some of that left, not like it used to be that idealism. But he wasn't talking about people that just you know that they, they, you know, put a flag in front of their house someplace in Scottsdale or the Five Towns, you know, or they get they get angry about the uh, Satan or something. That wasn't that wasn't of Cook's Zionism. But he saw a kedusha in Messias Nefesh so. <coughs> Shavkuk says that what happened is that the same, that same pureness, that same holiness, that over the years Jews were pouring into their learning and pouring into their davening, into their Torah mitzvahs, we now see that there are many, many Jews that this same, this same Torah and Kaidish, this same holiness, is what is appearing in another way. It's appearing in 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 the 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 spiritual courage and strength of how far of the of the Jewish people being confident, being courageous, and fighting for our land and so on. So Rav Kook didn't see that as something which was opposed to Yiddishkeit. He saw that as a healthy re-emergence of a certain ruach, that when you learn Tanakh, you see the Jews had at the time of the Navi. At the time of Tanakh, Jews were warriors, Jews were fighters, Jews were builders. Anybody that learns Tanakh sees that the that we're not typical of how it was in the time of Tanakh. To the Jews of Tanakh, we're like we would be major super wimps. <laughs> Mamish uh, whims, and I don't like to use that word. It's a goyisha word, but it captures the flavor of something. Be mamish whims. You know, to give a Jew a rifle now, and he starts looking to see what it is, and he looks through the opening where you shoot to see what it, what it is. We see when you look at Tanakh, there was a ruach of there was a ruach of oiz and gvura that Am Yisrael had to fight for Yisrael and to fight with pride for Am Yisrael. That's that we see that in Tanakh. It's not like you have to learn the mafarshim. We just read the Bible. How Jews, a typical Jew was in the days of Tanakh. So if Cook saw what's happening now is a revival of that. Of course there was great danger and he screamed and cried and worked with that as well. But it's not either or. David Malach was his great model of, of both worlds fused together, integrated together in a very beautiful way. The same David Malach who was the tzaddik and the posek and this and this and the composer of Telum was David Amalekh, the warrior, the fighter. And to Rav Kook, this was not a Bedeva, this was Hisaurus, this was the Tchi of Am Yisrael in a healthy way. The Jews have strength, and Jews are courageous, and Jews fight for what they believe in, and Jews are idealistic. And we know how to work, and we know how to build, and we know how to fix. And we, 
We get our lives together. We put our lives together. We stop schlepping. We stop snoring. We stop. We stop bowing down to Goyim. This was. This is the Ruach of Tanakh. This is the way that we began. So if Cook saw in this, in the reemergence of this, he saw this as, as a very, very miraculous part of the Tchia, of the revival of Am Yisrael, of a return to the original Surah of, of a Jew. But of course, not the abandonment of Torah Mitzvahs. That was what pained him. And this division, the separation between the different communities, the ones that were the Gibarim, the fighters, and the ones that were the that were the, the learners and the davenists that pained him terribly. So if Cook saw in these giluyim, these revelations of Jewish courage, strength, and that fighting spirit, and to build the land, he saw these as giluyim of tahar of kedusha. He saw these as revelations of holiness. There's something very great and holy he saw in in in, in this spirit of of nationalism and this desire to return and to build a land and so on. But it had been so many years that we were in Gullahs and so many years that we were frightened and that we were cowering. In, in our corners of Gullahs because of what we had with the people who hated us and how we lost any sense of pride and autonomy and any sense of strength and courage and and and, 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 and to and to build and Vagami Malponov near Kilo Yeshna Stirabinus Vakadusha, even though on the surface there seems to be a contradiction between Adinus, Edelkeit, and Kedusha, on the one hand, Leben Hagvur. But there seems to be a contradiction between Edelkeit. Dovnamach was Adani, Yetzel Adani means he was, he was very Adin. Dovnamach was the most gentle person. He was very Edel. He was very refined. But Chazal tell us that he would put down his Sefer and then he would, and he would go out to war. There's no contradiction between Edelkeit and Gevura, between refinement and strength. When they come from Kedusha, there's no contradiction. When, when it's not connected to Kedusha, obviously, it's, it's, they're two different worlds, Mamish. And with the pure spirit, Rav Kook wrote, We can bind together these ruchas, the ruach of Yerashamayim and the ruach of Gvur. It's not a contradiction. A Yerashamayim doesn't, doesn't have to be bent over with his hand out for, for, for a, a shackle. Doesn't have to be such a thing. Yevay Shaman doesn't have to depend upon somebody else to give him a livelihood, to take care of himself. Yevay Shaman doesn't have to have somebody else fight his battles. 
you see you have crazy chevron, you have some of these crazy chevron, it's a tiny percentage of the Jews there, but you have these crazy chevron that they have, an, they have an Indian, that anytime they see a soldier, or they see, especially if it's Nachal Haredi, or one of them, their own, that became, and you know what I mean, you know, the Nachal Haredi, that they start, that there have been problems, that they hit them, they start cursing them, yelling at them. So I, I always said that, tell all the Chayalim and all of the policemen, to leave, to leave Meshachim for a week. Just to leave Meshachim. Say, you know what? You hate us. Bye-bye. You'll see how after two days they'll be crying and begging for them to come back. Begging them to come back. Because who's taking care of them? Who's protecting them? Who's helping them? Who's looking out for them? It's terrible. You have, you could, you have the same the, a person who they're, they're cursing this person and this is the person who's saving your life. You're yelling, you're throwing things at this person, and you're burning a garbage can or something to get these people to to, to humiliate and to and to fight against these people who are saving your life, who are protecting you. And what if they ever go away for a day or two? Other than by Yishmaelim would be Labadik. It would be very Labadik by the Arabs if the police of the of the of the soldiers would go away. How is a chutzpah, an unbelievable chutzpah? Someone's taking care of you and protecting you as a chutzpah. So this is built up from, I mean, these are crazy people, crazy people, but the, you know, this, this separation between these two ways, Ki'ilu, again, I'm not talking about politics, I'm talking about the Ki'ilu, a person with a gun, by definition, is somebody who is not holy and who is not pure. And then the other side sees that by definition a person with a you know with a beard and pace and with a tilum and a gemara, he's he's not he's not uh, one of ours either. This separation is what pain you have cooked. And it's a distortion of Yiddishkeit. It's a distortion of, of, of the true of the Tsur of Am Yisrael. <coughs> if there's Deya Tahura, Das is what Das always connects. With pure das, these ruchas can be connected. They're not strangers to each other. Which means you could take on the one hand that personality of humility and submissiveness, and bittel, with courage and with strength. It's not a contradiction. Dovna Malchus is the most humble person in the world. Dovnach says the whole Tillam is I'm nothing, I'm a nobody, and the only Evian Talas Valish, I'm a worm. Talas Valish. Dovnach was the most humble person in the world. But if you mess with him, he blew your head off. Just plain and budget. There wasn't a contradiction. Dovnach is the most refined person. He's Tehillim. But he had a sword, you know, inside over there. And it wasn't a contradiction. And there's a sweetening of the gvura, of that strength that takes place as a result of the shiluv, of the integration of those two worlds, of those two ruchos, of Yashamayim and gvura, of inside and outside. Climber. Alpirov generally, Tahara Kedusha Mesgalois Bahno 
Ubamishmas. Usually Tahara and Kedusha are manifested, are revealed in submissiveness and extreme humility and so on. And Mishmas means obedience, to be obedient. To be obedient. To follow orders. Usually that's what Kedusha, Tahara and Kedusha is associated with. Humility, bittle, obedience, and so on. And throughout all of the years of Golas, that's how we were conditioned, because we didn't, we didn't really have a choice. Wherever we lived, we didn't have a choice. We weren't the Balabatim. We were among people who, who, who despised us. So over the years, there were thousands of years of conditioning to be, to be obedient, to follow every single rule and not to have a not to have a thought of, of rebellion, of fighting and so on. This is how we were conditioned. Bishmiras Taramisvis, together with of course a great attachment to Taramisvis. Bitfila Lasham with Vekas Bayzbar. So all of the years, until this day, we always are used to seeing, we associate a person who is holy and pure with being very, very meticulous in his observance of mitzvahs. In his observance of mitzvahs. Saying tilim all day. That's our association with with Yerashamai. And it's a conditioning of all of the years of goals. But again, if you look in Tanakh, that's not that's not how we were in Tanakh. It doesn't mean to say we weren't observing the Torah mitzvahs. Of course, everybody was connected to Torah mitzvahs in the deepest way. But it wasn't a contradiction to Oyez and Gevura. It wasn't a contradiction to strength, to courage, to being able to to being able to fight against those who were oppressing us and so on. Now here's where the Neshamas Chadoshes come in. These Neshamas Chadoshes that were there, where, where we see that there are this Gevurah, Mesivus, Nefesh, Avur Am Yisrael, with this tremendous Gevurah, strength, fighting spirit, and Mesivus, Nefesh, Avur Am Yisrael, and Mesivus, Nefesh for the Jewish people, to fight for the Jewish people, the Binyan Haaretz to be Yeshua. Building the land and settling the land. This is something that we're not used to. It's been a long time since we've seen anything like that. And there's obviously going to be tremendous suspicion, especially when we see that they're throwing off Tara Mitzvah. They're not keeping Mitzvah. And this has caused a tremendous rift within Am Yisrael. Yeah, here you go. The fact that Gedol Yisrael, who's, that what? Gedol Yisrael, who's we follow, struggles so much with the people serving in the army and the Haredim serving in the army. How do we reconcile those two? I know, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time with that myself. But, you see, there are very, very practical, real and practical concerns that they have of what's going to be with the Hever when they are exposed to when they're exposed to the, that that world, and and the the true Gedolei Yisrael, 
the true Gadol Yisrael are filled with a very, very deep love for every single soldier and every single policeman and so on. They're filled with a deep love for, for and an appreciation. Unfortunately, because of the insecurity and the fear, because of the insularity of the Haredi community, that they that that if you know there'd be one non from Jew in their whole neighborhood who was already we have to move. So the exposure to the exposure <coughs> to life in the army or life outside the community is devastating for many of them. It just destroys them on many many levels. And and so that's the 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 the, the are, are walking this very thin on this very thin piece of ice. It's very very difficult to. This is how I'm trying to understand it. It's very, very hard, you know, how to how to sustain a community of kedusha, and at the same time, you know, how to appreciate the world outside. This is not the first time that we struggle with this, but never in such an extreme way. <coughs> and you know, Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Arbach adored the soldiers. Rabbi Ari Levine, they, 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 they. they the basis. So I remember. I remember when I was a bochur in yeshiva. I remember they used to say that the, I heard that the basis. So the gay rebbe would go. He was always taking. Okay, you can move on. That the gay rebbe would always take would take walks early in the morning, very early in the morning. So I wanted to see, you know, people. I had heard that the basis. So would go by himself, not with any shamans. That the basis. So the gay rebbe would walk by himself. <coughs> And I went twice. I went twice over there. Now they're building Schnelli, you know, the whole big project over there. That was where Gare was before they are now. And and I and I saw. I went twice. Once I didn't see. It was unknown. But the other time I saw that the that the Gare Reb was walking with a chayal. The chayal was had his had his uh, rifle on his thing, and the Gare Reb was holding his arm. And the two of them were walking together and talking. They didn't put that in the Haredi newspaper. And I was told that this is something that he did all the time. And that the soldiers, because the army compound is, you know, is right across the street. That's Schneller, the uh, army base is across the street. And and the guys took turns, they were waiting. <laughs> there was a whole tour. Who would have this chus to go with the, with the gay rebbe to take a walk? The guys were waiting for their turn. And the rebbe would stop in front there, and uh, one of the soldiers would come out, and, they, and that's how they went. Were there and are there certain Gedolei Torah that are very very big kanoim? Of course there are, and Rav Kook himself said that Am Yisrael needs certain people to be screaming and yelling, just to try to keep things a little bit in balance. But not chalila chalila. The stuff that you see with these with these hooligans, with these thugs, these animals, that to go beat up, or to go a soldier, or to do something like that. This is when when it was the 1948 war. Meir Sharm was the front line. You know, with the Jordanians, right? It's the front line, Mamish. Who do you think was taking care of the Jews, of the soldiers that were injured? The old, the Jews from the old Yisuf. They were taking care of bandaging, and the women were bringing them cakes and and water, and the and the men were helping. And the, that's it was the front line. I, the Beshita, they weren't Zionists, but these are our children. These are our brothers and our sisters, and that was wasn't seen as a contradiction. Over the past years, the, especially by the young people, there's a certain kind of an insanity, a canoes that's, that I think that the, I, th- I personally think that the gedolim there are just frightened. I think they're frightened, they're intimidated. 
and we're waiting for another Godel that had the strength to tell to tell put these people in place. Rav Steinman, there's a Sadiq Sadar and the Lib Steinman, he tried to, they threatened his life. Yeah. They threatened his life. They're they're in Yushalan that they're the Mamish crazy people. They're crazy people. I, I, it's it's a pocket. The Gdolim are afraid of them. They're afraid. <coughs> and, and when they say something, the next thing you know is they're burning down this office, they're setting this place on fire. They're Kanaim. These are people who are sick people. They're very, very dangerous. It's not the Mahalach of, of, Gdoli, of Gdoli Yisrael. Even the biggest Kanaim, the, the Satmarov's love of Jews was something that's unbelievable, his love of Jews. <coughs> his Shita was very strong Shita, but his love of Jews. And his desire, and his desire to see that he believed that the, he believed that the that the army and that the uh, Israeli government is endangering the the Yeshua, is, is bringing terrible tsaras upon the Jewish people. That's what he believed. Uh, okay, you could argue with that all you like, but it wasn't for lack of love of, of Jews. It was because of his love of Jews. Mashenikin, these guys that are that are burning garbage cans that are throwing rocks at, at soldiers, they're stam. These are these are hoodlums. These are not guys that are learning. If you know the scene in Yerushalayim, these are not these are not guys that are learning. <clears throat> they should be locked up and, and, and put someplace, put away someplace. They should throw them, put them, to, take them to Saudi Arabia to to to, to be kanoim over there with the, with the Arabs. These are not these are not people that are learning. These are Ramesh, These are these are dangerous hoodlums, dangerous people. Like 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 150, 200 of them. You know, they they're so scary. They're so intimidating. I, you know, it's it's we need to have to have a leader like you know, like Chaim or like the Gary Rebbe, people like this that are not afraid of anybody. That are not afraid to to, to talk out. But you know they broke into the Samaros home also because there's rabbits and they had a mirror. Remember when this happened? And they and they went into the Samaros home and they smashed down to the whole house. They broke down the Rebbe's house. But the Samaros wasn't religious enough for them. They have crazy people here also, and they don't go with the. They don't go out with the, some of these. They have like thirty of these guys that go out with the. They go marching together with the Muslims. These these. Uh, they're not even the Turkart. They're not even the Turkart, and Turkart doesn't want to deal with them. And my cousin Williamsburg said they don't let them daven in the schools by them. They throw them out. They don't. You know these guys that they go with the Arabs, and they always put them onto the onto the television, right? They always give them a microphone. And the Arabs quell. They have the standing these guys. These see them. Standing with them, these are not people that are allowed into shuls in Williamsburg. They're not allowed to dive in the shul. They throw them out. They, they don't. They don't. They throw them out. But that, that's not on television. How they throw them out? Unfortunately, this is uh, Am Yisrael in many ways has been uh, has been hijacked by crazy people. It's been hijacked. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's been going on now for the last for the last. 60, 70 years more. You, but Yushalayim in particular, the Yushalman, the Kanoim in Yushalayim, dangerous, dangerous people. It's sad. Look on top. Al-Khain, therefore, Khalil Alonu, so if Cook's approach was the following, Khalil Alonu lachsem es haderach bifnei or hachayim. Khalil, God forbid, we mustn't Block the, the way of this light of life, whereas the others were saying we have to we have to stop this, we have to put an end to this ruach. It's a goyish ruach. This business of fighting, this business of an army, this business of 
this business of of of, of building and and so on and so forth. This is all not Jewish, and we have to and we have to fight against this. So Rav Cook writes, no, Khalid Allah, the Lachsam You don't have this page? I, I, I don't know. Page 458. Khalid Allah, or Hachai. God forbid, we mustn't block. You, Jeff, you, I think you finished that all of this. Yeah, did we finish that? 458. The first one on that page is Hachai. Okay. We mustn't, Rav Cook says, Khalid We mustn't block this light of life, these new Nishamas. We we're not we we can't block. There's the light of life. This is part of our this is part of our return. This is part of the trio, the revival of Am Yisrael. <clears throat> he says we have to do something about it, and it gets out of control. But Chalilon, loyni bahel. Therefore, he said we shouldn't be frightened. We shouldn't be bewildered and frightened. Im hazramim of these currents, in other words, of these groups. If these Jews are on the outside, they look very different from us. Remember, these are Jews of big mysterious nephews. <coughs> these are people who were fighting, who were dying for Am Yisrael, for Eretz Yisrael. But on the outside, they, 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 they weren't, we, we didn't see tzitzit. There's no more tzitzit. There's no more Shabbos. So, of course, this is not good. And, and they were yelling at Rav Kook and Yushalayim because why is he working with these people? Why is he befriending these people? Why does he seem to embrace them and love them? He wasn't, he wasn't happy about the matzav with their leaving to Mitzvah, but he wanted to bring them back because he saw them tremendous kedusha. He saw great holiness in these people. Therefore, let's not get frightened and, and uh, nervous. On the outside, they're, they're so different. So Ravinir just adds, We shouldn't, we shouldn't run away. Because from these Jews that we see that, that they're on the outside, they're acting in a sinful manner. We shouldn't run away from them. Because despite all of that, Rav Kook's now Rav Kook's words, or Hashem the light of Hashem is shining very brightly in them. It doesn't mean that you're accepting their Chil Shabbos. It doesn't mean you're giving your approval to their eating treif. Of course, to many people, that's what it looks like. Nowadays, it's already become very, very, very fashionable to treat people who are not, especially kids who are not from, like, in a nice way. It's very fashionable now, like, they could look at you some sort of a tzaddik, you're in Kiruv or something. But that's not how it was then. Rav Cook wanted that. <clears throat> now, nowadays, you, you know, if you, the more non-from people you could, you could have uh, at your table, the bigger the tzaddik you are. It wasn't like that in Rav Cook's time. It was Aros, Out. Out. Rav Kook saw the Or Hashem Meyubahem. The great light of Hashem was shining, was burning inside of these people. That's why they were so much in love with the Am Yisrael, with the Eretz Yisrael. 
The Ruach Hashem nicest of them. The Ruach of Hashem was bubbling inside of them, was boiling inside of them. It's a Ruach of Hashem. Love for Am Yisrael, love for Eretz Yisrael is a Ruach Hashem. It doesn't mean it's an excuse not to keep mitzvahs. It's not an excuse. There's no excuse. We have to keep Torah mitzvahs. But when you see a Jew like this, Ur Hashem is Meyabem, Ur Hashem Noises And Rabbi Vinayar explains, Elishim of Fiyah Bitsura Shainamikvisha Yinamigil Naros Aliyam. It just came in a different form than we're used to seeing. It didn't manifest itself in the usual way, which was what? Which was with Edelkeit and Yoshamayim and Mitzvahs and, you know, dragging your feet in the street and, and with your head down and, and, and so on. It's different. Not, and we've course said, we're not used to this. These are the Shalom's Chadashes. And he wasn't happy with with the Chil Shabbos. He was always writing about it and crying about it and trying to change the matzah. But he absolutely refused to push these Jews away. <clears throat> he believed that they that he believed that we're missing that gvura, that the old chaver, that's us, we're missing this courage, we're missing this strength. It's a part of Am Yisrael that they're picking up on and that we've thrown away, or we lost over the years. Not blaming anybody, it's not even his fault, but we lost this over the years. And it's authentically Jewish to have that ruach of Gevur. That's a, that's a Jewish trait. That's Dovra Melch. But we're very, very shocked to see such a thing and be not used to it. And he brings from the we're not gonna, in 1138, he brings what we learned, the whole Maim Hador that we learned was built upon that Lashon of the Tikkun Yazar, that, that the generation of Mashiach is, is good on the inside and bad on the outside. Beautiful on the inside, but on the outside, Shcherani, Venava. On the outside, black, dark, terrible things, but Venava, there's an unbelievable beauty on the inside. Tremendous, tremendous beauty on the inside. It was Yom Yushalayim, so I was reading somewhere. I remember where I was reading this with how, you know, when they came when they came to the old city, <coughs> the crying, the davening, the hysteris that that these non-religious and anti-religious soldiers, the hysteris that they had, and the Shema Yisraels and the. <coughs> These are the people that we that we don't like. These are the people that we're, that we're worried about. We're worried. We have to, of course, to bring them back. But you see, that the mamish, the mamish in love with Am Yisrael. These people, there's a fire of Am Yisrael inside of them. Their love of Eretz Yisrael. And and at that time of his service, there was such a, an unbelievable awakening, an awakening of kedusha, an awakening of the feeling of Am Yisrael. On the outside. It's, That's the Indian of Mashiach coming on the Rochev as we learn, like a poor man riding on a donkey. But on the outside, all we see is Chumris, all we see is the physical, and the Chamor means Chaimer, which means physical and ugly, and the poverty. 
But inside, there's tremendous light, there's tremendous aura. These are new neshamas. It's the reappearance of the neshamas from the, from the beginning of Klai Yisrael. When, <coughs> when we had, when we had uh, somebody like Shimshon Hagiba, can you imagine a Shimshon Hagiba now? We can't even be masking such a thing. You know, there are many things. Uh, maybe this is not politically correct. I, I don't particularly care about that stuff. But the, the, <coughs> there were, look, there were things about Ramea Kahana that were unsettling. I'm not going to disagree with that. The young, you didn't grow up with Ramea Kahana. You heard of him, yeah? Well, you didn't. You didn't grow up in that world. There were things that were unsettling, but we were so happy that he was in the world. Oh, well, my father had from him nachas. <laughs> like when he would, my father, oh, mayika, mayika. <laughs> my father said, you tell them, tell them. And at the same time, my father would sometimes say, oh, it's a <laughs> you know. There were things that he, that he, that he did that was like uh, very, very kitsani, but, and I really feel that Almost everybody was happy to have him. All the, all, the, all, the old Jews, for sure. Everybody was happy that there was a American. He wasn't afraid. And he was filled with that ruach, that ruach, like from, the, from earlier times. And he was Shemim Mitzvah, and there was a Talmud Chacham. But the world didn't do well, I mean, our world didn't do well with the American. And he wasn't treated properly because... Uh, it was too much. It was too much. He's not used to this, and it's not like he tried to ingratiate himself either. He was, he was, a, tough, he was a tough guy, but he was so beautiful. He was such a shiny, such a beautiful Jew. So where do we have people like that? Like Ramayakahan. Yeah, you find people that they're very like you know strong this, and then the others that they're totally on the other way. But someone that knows how to learn. He knows how to learn, and knows, knows how to, you know, to, to take care of himself. And and that when it started, I remember I was a little kid when it started in Williamsburg. That's where he. That's where he first started in Mekon, you know, because they were because they were going, they were picking on, on the casino. So in Mekon, they went in the heaven, they dressed up in chassidus and they and they took care of the union. They took care of the union. And we were shaking our heads. I'm, I'm, I remember my father saying, "It's such nachas, you know." Yeah. <laughs> there was a mice that they had that they took. That they took a guy. There was a there was a known person in Williamsburg that was going and beating up Hasidim and, and stealing and doing all kinds of terrible things. And and the guys got him and they, they took him on a, and they hung him up on a lamppost. Hmm. And the police didn't. It was quiet. They took him down. They threw him, threw him into a grave someplace. It was quiet. But then. Things got better in Williamsburg. Hmm. So you say this is not a Yiddish thing. It's not a Jewish thing. It's not a Jewish way to behave. It's not true. It is a Jewish way to behave. But the Rishayim, it is a Jewish way to behave. Kel nekomas Hashem, kel nekomas Afir. It's a Jewish way to behave. If it's not going to be controlled, if it's not going to be in the context of Torah Mitzvahs, and if it's going to be Khalila in the hands of people that are, which there were many crazy people that got involved in that too. I remember I had friends. I had a friend of mine. I don't know what happened to him. Was, there was a guy in our high school. I don't want to say his name. He was a person that 
he uh, shot him. He ended up killing himself. He was crazy with guns, and he got very involved with the Kahana people. But he was stopping Mishogayim. He also drew all the Mishogayim. All the Mishogayim, they were drawn to that. You know, you tell you tell the Michigan every Jew at twenty two, you know. <laughs> so then you got these guys of Michigan, you know. And it, but but there was a certain idealism. There was a certain ruach back then. I remember in the early sixties and the sixties and the seventies. There was a ruach of idealism, a ruach of gavura, and, and uh, you know, I also went, ended up in, in the police station. And, I, I didn't mean to. I was just like watching, and they took me. I was at a protest. I, I just was watching. I and, yeah, and I, and I ended up like they took me away in the police thing in the wagon with the rest of, with all the Kahana people, and they were like, they were like, you know, they, and I'm just oh, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just watching. I, you know, I didn't do anything. I don't believe in any of this stuff. I'm just uh, yeshiva buck. Leave me alone. And, and the guys were like, you know. <laughs> My father took up getting me in the middle of the night. He was all, like, what are you doing? Where are you? There's no cell phones in there. I was able to call. My parents were going all over looking for me. Until somebody said that they saw Moshe was taken away. <laughs> I was just watching. I was like, I was like happy to watch. And I was looking at the Arabs and they were throwing in the Jews. And then and I was just standing at the wrong place. And they grabbed me and I threw me into the thing and I was taken away. But then afterwards, it was good when I came back to Yeshiva. Then I like, you know, we have to fight for the Jewish people. <laughs> I was like, Mom was like drinking a soda and just watching. <laughs> Alright, but the, where do you have that now? That certain. There's a ruach, a ruach, a ruach. It's a ruach, a pain, Mashiach Hashem. But when it's not done properly, it's terrible. Tumor and craziness, and other sick things, and you have to. It's very hard. I mean, the Mayor Khan himself couldn't control the crazies that he had. He couldn't control all the hair that he had. He had crazy people also. That's by, by definition, they're going to come to that. That ruach in its root is a ruach of kedusha, the ruach of luminous. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll continue with Shem. I'm not sure about next Friday. I have to see what was on the story. I think it's it's this week. I don't know if there'll be shiur for so. If not, we'll continue afterwards in Mishnah on the top of page four fifty one. Shabbos <laughs> 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 <laughs>